Hey, welcome to the second part of our episodes describing Dracula 2020, released by the BBC. Uh, in this episode, we really quickly go through the rest of the third episode, the last episode of this uh, three-part thing, and then we start ranking the Draculas. Uh, so welcome, and that's why there's no formal introduction, because we recorded this all uh, in two hours, all at once. Very fun. Evan, do you want to breeze through the last hour and 40 minutes of this series? Because it can be uh, <laughs> breezed yeah, through. Yeah, let's, 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 try to, let's try to get through this. Wait, uh, what's his face? Which character is um, in love with Lucy? Um, Seward. 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 Thank you. So Seward comes in. He is a young doctor and a former student of Dr. Zoe Van Helsing. He has been brought in as a part of this team to analyze Dracula, and he leaves his cell phone there because he's a doofus. Um, Dracula just casually picks up his cell phone on the way out and is like, this is mine now, starts going through contacts and gets a call from <laughs> Lucy Westernra, who is a young socialite, and I'm not going to lie, she is my least favorite character of this entire thing. She's um, my favorite character. Th- I don't think she has a single redeeming quality. She has done so dirty in this show. She really is. So dirty. Because at least in the book, she's just, I mean, in the book, she's not like an idiot. Yeah. And in this one, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. Um, they tried making her character deeper and in process of doing that made her a horrible person. Yes. Yes. Without yes. a doubt. Made her very comfortable with murder. Uh, in this, she seems to have one special quality, which is that she is not afraid of Dracula. And he thinks that's just awesome. So he just <laughs> continuously drains her of blood while she's just out and about doing her thing. Um, Seward is like kind of in love with her. So he's like low key resentful. Um, and then after she gets uh, a little bit too much blood uh, taken out she's of her, she's like, her fiance, by the way. Oh, that's right. Who's Jamie Who's Tart Jamie from Tart Ted Lasso. From the Ted Lasso. Uh, he's great. Um, also, her mom is the psychiatrist from season two of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Connected universe. I'm so in. Um, so, and sorry, Evan did Ted mention Lasso that Seward is Dracula. Was, Evan mentioned that Seward was jealous. He would be jealous if he was in more than 10 minutes of this episode. <laughs> he's just an incel watching from the yes, club. He yes, he is. Yes, exactly right. He is so... He's just dumb. Oh, the biggest thing, after, right after Dracula gets checked out, is they manage to take one blood sample from him, and Zoe chugs oh, that right. shit like it's high C. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, mm, mm, mm. And then she starts having psychic vision. <laughs> <laughs> she starts having some uh, some strange vision. She's laying in a hospital bed seeing things. Um Mr. She's got a very clear vision for the Nutcracker now. She is like hallucinating the hell out of that opera scene. She is like there. Uh, Seward uh, discovers Lucy when she's uh, not doing too well. He discovers the bite on her neck and is convinced it's Dracula right away. So he tracks down good old Professor Van Helsing, whom is not doing well and has no motivation. She seems just like giving up on life after chugging she has the blood. Pl- she has what I call plot cancer, um, <laughs> which is where when it matters, she has very severe cancer. <laughs> and when it doesn't, she doesn't have cancer anymore. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so Lucy dies, gets taken to the morgue where she gets cremated. Um, and we get one of the gnarliest uh, 
bits of scenes from this. We've established to the show that vampires can see themselves in the mirror, but we don't know what they see. Uh, She can't see what she really looks like, um, which is Which is weird because Dracula can only see what he actually looks like. Like what he should look like. He can only see the old man that he should be, and she can only see the young, beautiful woman that she no longer is. It's a metaphor. He has has crippling, like, low self-esteem. For her, she has so much confidence that she's (laughs) able to battle through that and can only see number 10 like she's she ten. girl bosses herself <laughs> she she but she cameras cameras are different herself, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there is a really good scene in there um in the middle of this episode where dracula takes her to the to the graveyard yeah i think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty solid scene, actually. And I don't know what the, the fuck it means, but it's like the whole thing, which is him sitting there filling out the crossword, being like, I don't remember what he's he's reads the crossword clue and then goes, Oh, Dracula Renfield. is Renfield. my lord. <laughs> the clue is unscrupulous doctor deploys Taylor's knife. And if you want me to go off on a tangent here. I love crosswords, and I can go into a whole deep dive of what that means. What's the What's the answer? Yeah, is that wait wait so, is it a deep answer? Or is it horseshit? It's well, it's it depends. You might think it's horseshit. It it is cryptic cross. It is a cryptic crossword. So meaning it is wordplay. Um, so the way that clue is structured, unscrupulous doctor is the clue. Um deploys is what's called um the angrind meaning it indicates that what follows is an anagram of the answer so the answer to this clue is an unscrupulous doctor that uses the same letters as taylor's knife or as as but what is it taylor knife maybe butcher tanner's knife that's what it is tanner's knife and tanner's knife is an anagram of frankenstein Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So yeah. some people take that as an indication that these two writers will be working on a Frankenstein adaptation next. Oh. No, Where you. Frankenstein uses Tinder now. <laughs> yeah. He swipes right on certain body parts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dracula can hear dead people in their coffins, though, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, and he makes Lucy hear them, too. That's cool. Which she's kind of okay with at first, and, and then gets and freaked out by. Because there's a little kid. Little who... kids can get out of their coffins, and no one's noticed that in 500 years. <laughs> that's yeah. where this whole thing falls apart. Like, in the olden times, I totally get it. When, like, some doctor or whatever, Agatha describes it as uh, grave ke- like the gravekeeper's secret. That grave diggers just mm-hmm. don't talk about the fact that, hey, that person we buried, they're totally still alive. Classic. 21st century, that falls apart. Because that little kid would have an Instagram, and he'd have a TikTok, and he'd be a very big deal. <laughs> the, wait, Evan, did you mention my the second best part where he's like, excuse me, you might want to avert your eyes, because I'm about to murder this child. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> And he says it like it's like he's making a pun, like he's doing some sort of like, oh, this is a thing that people say, like, pardon me while I commit this horrible crime. Like, 
And then he does. He what proceeds to stab the undead child through the heart with a stake and kills her right in Lucy's room. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> I love that he carries around a stake. Yeah. That's weird. That's strange. Why does he do that? Why does he do that? That I know for sure can kill me. Yeah. Yeah. If he's very weird. Why does he? Why does he do that? To give himself an extra challenge. (laughs) I'll give you the weapon. Just try. Such that's such a girl boss move. (laughs) It it really is. Um. Anyway, uh, our good old Seward tracks down Zoe, and she checks herself out of the hospital and is like, I, I, we, we can do this because she has a conversation with her great, great aunt. Now that her great, great aunt is in her blood because she drank Dracula's blood <laughs> and she was in Dracula's blood. Kind of. Um, and Agatha, Why are you saying it like that? That's obviously what happened. <laughs> Agatha I don't think is that's just, how any of this works. <laughs> Agatha is just roasting her great great niece she's like you fucking idiot laying in a bed what the fuck are you doing there we gotta figure this shit out fucking lazy person like it's great i don't care that you're dying i'm dead (laughs) exactly what does it matter that you're going through this i'm already there as soon as agatha comes back to life you're like okay writers so you guys clearly understood that she was the best character (laughs) like she was a blast and she's funny and she's intelligent so why was she gone for like half of this show? Yep. So silly. And then this is the the end the ending. The last scene that Evan is about to describe is the moment where if it if this had come out like 4 months later I'd be like COVID. Obviously this is a COVID cut. Obviously there was supposed right. to be half an hour more yeah. in between this. And and no. No. no, there, no, there was not. This was, this was, these are like good, these are good writers. Like these are, these have written good things in the past. They've written good things in the past mm, okay. and they know how to put together a show and they know how to adapt a show for the modern day. And, and yet, and yet, and yet they know how to write a hook. They don't know how to write a payoff. Okay. It's, maybe honestly, Sherlock does the same thing. Sherlock absolutely does the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock is still better than this. And a lot of Doctor Who does, too. Um, So, uh, Zoe and Seward go to Dracula's home. He has this, I don't know, penthouse castle. We don't really know what the fuck it is or where it (laughs) is. They don't show us, but it's got big, fancy windows, and he should have thought that through. Um, so, um, <laughs> these are massive floor to ceiling windows right on his dining room table. What is he thinking? Particularly since we established he doesn't even like the reflection in the window. Right. So even when it's night, he hates just it. Just keeps him closed. Anyway, uh, they show up and they're talky talky. He threatens Seward. And then uh, Lucy shows up in all of her burnt crispy glory. And she's like, kiss me. And Seward's like, no. And then he does. To impale her. But he, she's the one who's like, do it for me. It. Like I, I think I, she wants to die because she's ugly. Right, which she now understands, but it still doesn't explain why Seward kisses her. Sorry, I just don't get that still. It's like he uses it as bait, but He's then it's not actually bait. But then she... It's weird. Well, no one else is going to kiss his ugly incel have an ass. Like, no one's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a weirdo throughout the entire thing. He's like, oh, but he doesn't say anything to anybody. Are you weirdo? His, like, his subplot is atrocious. They try to cram the three episodes of, of growth into like 
he's literally in the show for 10 minutes. He has, he gets one scene to show him going from like, I only care about her looks to like, no, I loved her once. Like he gets like 30 seconds to go, to go through that change. And she doesn't even go through that change. She's in the show for only slight bit longer. I don't know what her character arc is. I don't even know. Like Does she have they were like, what makes her special? There she's, was, there was supposed to be macabre. another she's goth. Yeah. <laughs> she's goth. That's it. That's she's it. She's goth, but she's a party girl. She's into like the rave scenes of London, which is f- cool. Yeah, apparently Fine, socia- whatever. Modern day socialite means vanity. clubber. Yeah. She's on the gram. Well, Dracula is all upset when Seward kills her. He's like, that was my most promising bride yet because she's the first one that came to me. And you're like, I think that's them trying to make it deep. And you're like, this doesn't work. I don't think. She just wants to stay young forever. And then when she realizes that she's ugly she is cool dying anyway uh even though she has a whole monologue about like not liking being pretty because nobody treats you honestly when you're pretty yeah people and then i thought even the second time when i knew it was coming i was like great now she's like horribly horribly burned she's gonna be like finally finally people like won't just smile at me and they'll they'll actually pay attention to me no, she's horrified by it. She hates yeah, she it. Hates well, it. because like you know, she was burned alive. She was tricked by the dude. She's screaming. She's literally witnessing her death again and again. Like I can at least justify her being like, "Yeah, that's what she wanted." Until she got what she wanted, which you know that trope. Um, that makes. I mean, it tracks for me. I can understand the frustration in it, um, but at least get it. Yeah, it's not satisfying, but I get it. It just uh, it, it's, again <laughs> that just is very fitting for this last episode. It's not satisfying, but I guess I get it. Um, Zoe kicks Seward out. She's like, "No, no, you can't be here for this. Go, go." Um, and he's like, "Okay." And then she makes a huge dramatic gesture and uh, can suddenly has athleticism to run across this table, dive and rip open the windows and uh, drape him in sunlight. um, And this is in theory, Dracula in full health. We've established that this Dracula can run around at his weakest, can run around an entire castle and get inside without someone noticing. And he can't stop a cancer patient from pulling down some curtains she is she is seconds seconds from death (laughs) it's they just and all he had to do was move into the shadow that's it that's it um and yeah it's really dramatic but it's a really big moment he gets covered in sunlight and writhes on the ground and uh then he's okay yeah the bigger feel is that it doesn't doesn't matter matter. and to a coward writer, this would be the final plot twist. This would be how you end it. That's right. If it was me, I would end it there. <laughs> uh, so after <laughs> discovering the shocking that, reveal that this everything is a lie. After discovering nah, that he's baby. not dead, she's like, uh, just so you know, uh, you've conditioned yourself to believe all of these legends that aren't real. Um, you're you're good you're safe you don't really care but these things don't really affect you you're invincible um you're just afraid of death because you're a coward you're a hypochondriac <laughs> <laughs> basically um 
And um, I, I, Daniel, I think I see that part of the Wikipedia thing that uh, you disagree <laughs> or you can't wait to talk about. Um, so I just have to read these last bits verbatim from the Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Zoe dies and Dracula drinks her poisoned blood. The two share an epiphany in the sunlight. They fuck <laughs> in the opera house. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Everyone's like, no, they don't fuck. I'm like, they had sexual mind intercourse with their blood and died together. What a pit. What a piff. That's the end of the show. What epiphany. <laughs> the epiphany is you're a coward. And then what did he do? Didn't try to do anything better with his life. Just, Didn't try to like take advantage of anything. Just was like, well, okay. Is it because blood. Like, she, yeah, I'm not scared of death. It, I'm a dino. was his, men, his like mental equal. And that is what got his rocks she's, off. And she's way smarter than he she's is. She's so much smarter than he is. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, okay, game is over. Yeah, and they epiphanied real hard. <laughs> Naked. Epiphanied all night long. Naked in the, in the ballet house. Naked ballet house sex is exactly how I want in, my Draculas to end. In case we haven't made it clear over the hour and a half of recording so far, the third episode <laughs> sucks. It's very confusing. It took us one episode of this show to summarize. <laughs> to summarize three all three of them. Um, again, we only cut it down by a third. There's some, there's some good stuff in the third episode. And it doesn't matter because the, the ending is absolutely insane. Any final thoughts? Or it's absolutely or it's absolutely mundane. Like that's what's so annoying about it is like it's the most boring possible answer. It's not even the problem is that it's a bad answer. It's that it's so much less exciting than every other possibility they've put forth through the other three episodes. Yes, absolutely. And I actually I actually I because I thought like I thought this was missing an episode in the middle of episode three. I was like, there's there needs to be another episode here. Maybe there needed to be another episode after episode three though where he doesn't drink her blood and instead tries to go do something because mm-hmm. that's a, he becomes such a passive protagonist at the end or maybe antagonist but he just he i i don't see it as a as anything really not even like as a victorious thing or as like a coward thing to kill himself it's just kind of all right well we, we maybe he should have tried drinking the blood and it didn't kill him it doesn't kill him yeah he tries to get a job at mcdonald's if he just drank the blood and he became mortal like that's what at first i remember when i watched this i thought the sun was going to like burn away his vampirism or whatever Mm. and he was just going to become a dude and he had to live a normal life yeah and try to live it good that would have been nice (laughs) yeah but instead it was like death is the adversary now he must conquer death by by dying, it's it's a it like with <laughs> cancer blood, and which he could have which which he could have done the whole time. It's like the character arc actually isn't about the character's choices, wants, or needs. It's purely a like he was undead and now he is dead, dead. Like that's the arc. That's the change he goes through as he goes from being undead to dead, and it's not at all satisfying. Really, most sincerely, dead. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Just it's crazy what the British will do to give white men unlimited money and uh <laughs> creative control like it's, this is ter- like yeah. this this series did not need to happen 
no one was clamoring for the 2019 version of Dracula. Like, that's true. (laughs) Fair enough. I Doctor Who needed it. Evan and I have talked about this before. I truly think the first two episodes of this are are maybe the best like adaptation of a Dracula that we've seen Uh, because partially because there is so much time that they can spend. You know, they spend almost twice the length of a normal movie just doing the first couple of chapters of the book, yeah, which is great. Um, which is great. And I, and I do think um, Klaus Bang is excellent. Mm-hmm. And I think the changes they make are really good. Yep. Um, and then something goes wrong. Something goes wrong. Something, something just goes wrong here. Um, any final thoughts before we rank this guy? Shout out to Dolly Wells uh, as Sister Agatha and uh, Dr. Zoe. She's pretty great, honestly. I enjoy watching yeah. her. She's been yeah. my favorite part of this. The, the actors aren't where I have any complaint in yeah. this. The Jon- yeah, yeah, Jonathan's great. Jonathan's Mina's good. good for the little, little bit we get with her. Who's, the, who's that captain? <laughs> Jonathan Aris, who's also from um, Sherlock. He's, uh, he's pretty good in this. I, I enjoy him. And mm-hmm. the cook. Yeah, he's in a yeah. lot. The cook. Oh, and, and Piotr. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad those two live. Uh, they survived the boat. Yeah. And also I kind of like it as a as the idea that like those two go off to kind of tell the story that would then get written into Dracula, and that's how this enters pop culture. It's kind of a, a cool little uh moment there, which I, I enjoy. We always like to yeah. track how many how many of these worlds does Dracula exist as a book as well as a, as like a character. <laughs> and I like that in this one, it's because Piotr got off there and was like, guys, 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 you won't believe the <laughs> shit I just saw on this boat. All right. I've been on a boat now. I think that's what confuses me about trying to set Dracula in 2019 is that in the real world, you have to contend with the fact that th- there are, there are movies about about him yeah <laughs> there, there there are plays fucking actors theater of louisville does dracula every october does he go and see a production next <laughs> fall like yeah no it's like the, the, i'm like wait is the, he real <laughs> yeah the fact that they married how accurate it was to the book with the modern reinterpretation does make it a little odd that they're both like that they both are canon in this world. Mm-hmm. Is the book Dracula canon? I did not get that impression. I, well, but they knew what vampires were. At yeah, least. I was gonna say. I I'm, feel like that was a study thing that they did, though. I'm not sure they. I think everybody, but I also assume because it was the password to the um, place that Dracula is a known sort of quantity. You know, like a bunch of people working oh. there are people who kind of think Dracula is like amusing, and who knows if it's real, but like. <sighs> this is kind of fun. See, I thought I read that more as that's like the secret reason that this foundation exists. <laughs> well, but then of course this, because Dracula is largely how vampires entered pop culture. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Like so everything Twilight stems from Dracula. So universe? yeah, that's what I, that's what <laughs> that's I want to really know. I would have loved know. that. Honestly, if we had a scene of this Dracula watching twilight, that would like if great. that, if twilight was the I mean, cultural well, landmark he, for vampires, he in this sends, world. he sends a vampire text emoji, yeah. a Dracula text. That's emoji very exists. true. I, I always find it interesting as you have all these different retellings of vampire stories and Dracula, and they try to make them quote unquote, realistic, more realistic. Like they want their universe to exist what they choose of all the vampire lore 
is accurate because i feel like every single one is different one of them is like oh yeah we're terrified of the cross and garlic but that whole mirror thing that's total myth oh yeah we're terrified of mirrors and the crucifix but that whole garlic thing total myth and i feel like every single author always comes at it and it's like these are the ones that don't make any sense this one makes sense (laughs) we have watched one movie where they include the fact which i would i would count as like a a a secondary important thing about vampires, they are obsessive counters. And we've seen one movie where that is true. And it was, and they, and it was excellent. (laughs) It's very funny. (laughs) Like that. They, that they ask which one that was Dracula Two ascension, terrible movie, but they include the two, probably the two most obscure bits of of vampire myth, which is that they are obsessive counters. And if you put a knot in front of them, they have to untie it before they can move forward. But you know what? They should have included those in this one because that matches the lore of this, that he absorbs all the quirks of everyone that he has eaten. Like he gets a stutter from someone. Yes. Like having the idea that he absorbs all of the idiosyncrasies of everyone he's ever eaten. Like, that actually makes sense in this one's lore. If he gets cancer from Zoe, he could get OCD from someone else. I agree. That's the, yeah, like... Also, are we meant to believe that he, like, dies right away? Because, like, part of me for any, you know, not really knowing how cancer works, but I assumed that he couldn't just, like, drink the blood and have cancer so bad that he died right then and there. No, he finishes, he completes his journey... I thought you were saying he finished something else. Sorry. No, no, no. He, he finishes sexually and dies in the moment. The climax is so high that he can no longer go on. He can no longer okay, go I on. Okay, I didn't know this was this sort of podcast. Okay. Uh, I let's, think, let's rank some Draculas. Let's rank them. All right, so um, so for, for Ben and for SMJ... And for Evan, why not? He might have forgotten. Um, we've got a couple of different categories here. We start, of course, with our signature challenge, which only has one category, humor and charisma. This is out of 10. How funny and or charismatic do we think this Dracula is? Out of 10. 11. This man is incredible. <laughs> I have a list of all the one-liners he has. That is his best attribute. He is amazing. He says lines like, I'm undead, not unreasonable. I've been dying to meet you. Like, everything he says is a pun. I think... Fair enough. I think that he is the most charismatic one yet. (laughs) SMJ, what do you got? SMJ, you seem on the opposite side. I think he's corny as fuck. (laughs) Um... I think there's an undeniable <laughs> I think there is an undeniable magnetism about him though and I think this is mostly because of the actor. I I will say charisma sure. He's in the 7. 7.5. Humor, he's in the 4.5. <laughs> That's me. It's all dad jokes. Yeah, it's I don't all, like yes. I don't like my I don't you know what I don't like? I don't like my villains with dad jokes, okay? That's what I don't like. What I actually love it. Evan, what are you? What are you? We've got an 11 and a 7.5 right No, no, now. no, no. Mine's like a 6 after I average up. <laughs> okay, a 6 and an and an 11 out of 10 so far. I I'm I'm going to I'm going to say charisma wise, he's not like a charismatic leader. He doesn't have that going for him. 
But I also think he's fucking hilarious with how many times he's out here just cracking jokes, even if he's just making himself laugh. To that point, though, he does manage to convince a whole boat of people to hang a woman. That's a good point. Actually, I had kind of forgotten about that. How quickly it's he gets it's an all. it's an evil sort of charisma. It's it's not like a like a hey great job, it's but it's like <laughs> but it's good job. But team. that's still charisma. That's yeah. still charisma of a kind. Uh, I think he's actually scoring really high. I <laughs> I'm not gonna break our scale, but um, I think he's a nine. I'm fine with that. You would s- well, even if you don't like insane. the dad jokes, it's a little bit of a bait and switch. Like he is, like, you wouldn't expect the world's deadliest predator to make dad jokes. Yeah. It lulls you into a false sense. Of we gave one, yeah, we we gave one Dracula a really high score because he because he let the book Dracula be published about himself, and and that's undeniably hilarious <laughs> that he would publish a whole book about himself and and how to kill him, <laughs> and then be like, by the way, none of it's true. Anyway, yeah, none of it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am also feeling in the nines somewhere. Um, sorry, SMJ. I'm sorry, but I think even if you don't like the dad jokes, I do think it's quite funny, and I think he, I think he's having a good time, and that makes me have a good time. Yeah, you okay. know, he's having a great time. Um, what what? How do we? I'm going to throw out a number. How do we feel about the number nine point three? Holy shit! I'm in. I'll I'll stand by that. This is unfortunately a majority <laughs> rules event. <laughs> Nine point three, starting close, off very okay. strong. I can hang up now. I can get off this podcast. That was my one goal <laughs> um, to get, make sure that his dad jokes reign supreme. That he gets acknowledged for what else. he's good at. Uh, moving on to the technical challenge, it says three categories, starting with his fashion sense. Again, out of ten. Eh, I mean, like I thought it was. I don't know. I thought it was fine. It didn't really stand out like to me. Like he saw a shop like when he came into the modern day, he saw a shop store window and was like good enough and he put it on. Like he's just wearing all black. It's a three-piece suit though. It has a three-piece suit. Yeah. He does, cut, but, like, he does cut a good outline. There's no statement to it. He's naked most of the time. He wears a wolf. That's I was literally so. just so going to say, are we going to forget about the time he wore a wolf and then stood <laughs> naked in front of and the a, crowd? And a woman's dead a fiance <laughs> as a skin. <laughs> as and a, it's bold, but fashion deserves bold steps. As a day, what do you think? What, what's the uh, score? What comes to your mind? Way better than the dad jokes. I'm going 8.5. Ooh. Not a bad number, Evan. Eight point five. I think I I think it's a little high for me because I think I'm somewhere mm. somewhere in between. Ben, I hear you as this, as in to say I think this guy plays the classics, but he doesn't come out with anything new. But I respect his commitment to the classics, and I think uh, I I'm feeling like a somewhere in the sevens. I want to take us big picture for a moment here and acknowledge a the diversity of outfits. True. He's got a wide array of mm-hmm. outfits. Two, knows how to dress for the occasion. Mm-hmm. I think when he shows up, I'm thinking of specifically when he shows up for dinner on the Demeter. Mm-hmm. My man's looking fine. And and more importantly, he's Ooh. wearing the collar and he's kind of wearing the, he's, he's very much wearing a Bella Lugosi inspired outfit in that event absolutely he does have that one scene where he has the tiny square sunglasses his tiny square sunglasses with the little side blockers are very very good 
I think he looks good in a cloak, and I think it's hard to look good in a cloak. I'm actually, I think I'm with SMJ on this. I'm feeling like in the eight somewhere okay. because I think, I think overall, if he only wore the three piece suit, I would, to I would be with you. Like it's a good outfit. There's nothing interesting though. I but I think when he wants he to, he's dressing wearing good. the cloak in modern day. Doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And that's bold, like, once, man. Once he gets, yeah. He's got he that red the graveyard and he's got the red on. inner lining on it. And that takes guts to wear. That's. I can feel an eight. You're kind of talking me into it. He also has that nice or, or little at least exercise. A, a outfit. high seven. At least a high seven. Maybe a seven point nine. Eight. I could be there. eight even. I'll take an eight. I can roll with an I'll eight. I'll take an eight as well. I'll take an eight <laughs> as well. Because we, we came down on SMJ so hard on the dad jokes, <laughs> I, know. I, I would be willing to uh, make this negotiation. Y'all are giving it points take. off. <laughs> uh, intelligence, again, out of 10. This can be planning, strategy, ability to drive a go-kart, anything. We have truly seen the gambit of what we would call intelligence in this. Okay. I feel that it should be pretty low on this one even just with the lore within the show okay. he gets by mainly on like on his charisma and like he has a bit of planning but all his plans go pretty awry and at the end of the day he is fully wrong about what he is as an entity that's a great point that's a, that's a great Which great, is great why point I yeah him a 10 because <laughs> He's supposed to be a super genius, right? Like he's a super genius. He's able to convince everybody that he that he's this big bad monster, right? Master manipulator. He yep. does it. The only person he can't fool is himself. Ten out of ten. And Agatha. That's a solid list of solid two people. Point. <laughs> Out but, of but, eight but now, billion. See, I would two argue people out of all the people charisma. who have lived for five hundred years. That's right. But see, I would argue that the ability to convince someone that you're smart when you're not isn't smartness. That's charisma. No, that's I, that's. I will smarts. agree. I I think the four. Sorry, no, Evan. Evan, what do you what do you think? What do you think? I think I think you're both making a good argument, but I think I kind of agree with Ben on this one. This this guy's he's not a great planner. He's just kind of well. Okay, actually, well, actually, actually. We got to think about episode two, where he sets up the entire cast of the Demeter. All right, where he is the he is the benefactor. At the for end all of episode two, he's in a coma for 123 years. <laughs> I think he's got three great moments of intelligence. Okay. In each episode, number one, episode Big one, picture. the letters. I think the letters are great. brilliant. Yep. yep. Number two, episode two. I agree with Evan. I think assembling the Demeter that way in order to have exactly the people he wanted on board. And inherit the money. Also a great point. And set it up so he can inherit the money. Brilliant. And then episode three, the man has a lawyer employed a lawyer. for 200 years. <laughs> and that is, that is four planning on a level. That's wild amount of planning. That's a good point. Give him the 10, baby. I would, he's had so much time to plan, and that's the best he's come up with. I, I don't think, I think it got him of, out of the situation. I think he was biding. I think he was biding his time. He was experimenting with the brides, and then he was like, "All he right, it's lived, time to go to London. Time to go to London now." He lived in a castle for almost three hundred years yeah. and didn't know how to get around to it, and didn't know that there was a map of it. 
that's in his own house. That's valid. Though that's I must, a it very must valid said, point. The fact that he didn't know there was a map of it didn't change the fact that he could still get up there because he put the brides in that room. And he brings he the baby, so he does know how he to get there, even get if he doesn't there. know about the map. Yeah. That's and he but the fact that he point. doesn't know that his powers are kind of like unlimited is a little weird to me. It rubs me the wrong way. Well, the fact he doesn't the fact he doesn't know that he can gaslight limits. The fact that he can gaslight himself into believing anything about himself. Good and bad. This guy could be just like bite someone. You think that shows intelligence? Yes. No, no, but I think it shows something. It shows. I think Ben's to. right about charisma. I, I think this guy's smarts, so charismatic, baby. he started buying into his own bullshit. All you, he has to do is meet a guy who's like, Dracula can bend reality, and then just like, <laughs> drink him up, and then he's like, yeah. all right, I guess I could bend reality. Let's let Dr. Manhattan this shit. Let, yeah. Let's not get lost in the weeds here. Intelligence isn't just what you read in your dumb little textbooks, children. Let me tell you, the listener. It's about what you do in the streets. If you're able to survive <laughs> and you're able to adapt in the moment, even if your plans fail, you know how intelligent you are? You're fucking alive. If you live to see the next day when you're on the streets, you're smart. I'm about to get out my player's handbook for Dungeons and Dragons and look up the definitions of intelligence versus charisma. I, I, I don't think this I'm gonna throw, be... I want to throw out a number. Okay, I want to okay. throw out a number and let's see where we land because this is a numbers game. 7.3. It seems high. It's too, too steep for Ben, for SMJ. It's your where, podcast. where is it landing on you? It's too low for me, but if that's too the low. common ground that we can get, I will take a second. I'm trying to I'm trying to meet us both ways here. I think his improv skills undeniable. This man is yes anding his entire Smart. life and also setting self setting himself up for success by hiring a terrible lawyer. But but doesn't know the limits of his own power. Doesn't really know what's up with anything, really. I get the sense some of the time. But he knows what a camera is. But he knows what a camera is, and he knows what a gun is, and he knows what a helicopter kind Takes of is. Takes a helicopter in stride. <laughs> but doesn't know what a Jeep is. Refrigerator, though. Don't know what that is. is. This is a man who has never watched Toyota-thon. And, like, <laughs> he's never seen a commercial for it, and yet he instantly is like, that's a Toyota, baby. I know what that is. I got it. Yeah. I'm and while I think seven point three, Evan, what are you feeling? I I can go lower if we if we want, but I think we got to acknowledge the improv. I here. think a seven point three is fair. All right, majority have it. <laughs> seven point three, combat score again out of ten. He does decapitate a woman silently to the point where nobody notices. That's ninja sh- shit right there. Yeah. She is a pacifist nun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Evan, Evan and I, we talk about this all the time. We try to, we try to um, restrain ourselves by always remembering. Okay, yes, our Dracula kicked ass. Who was our Dracula fighting though? A Dracula fighting Batman gets some more points than a Dracula fighting a convent of defenseless nuns. <laughs> And a and a lawyer from London in the eighteen hundreds. I think. True. I think. Unfortunately, we have to acknowledge that this guy does not lay down the law with with his hand to hand combat skills <laughs> ever. Dis no. disarms a mercenary though. That's true. He does and, in fact. And I guess he kicks butt on the Demeter, but I'm not sure we're counting anybody. He's really decapitating or anything and like that. He he does fold up an abusive husband. 
Oh, who we know likes hitting. Yeah, people. you have to think about the off-screen <laughs> kills he's making because apparently when he's like seducing Lucy in the graveyard, they mentioned that like, wow, you've really been through uh, a lot of people today. That's true. And it is said, stated by Agatha, that at one point he was a revered warrior from a long line of warriors. That's true. <laughs> but we just never see it. We just but never see then it. Then she promptly turns around and says, you are a pussy. So. I, think, I think it's like a four, maybe even a three. Four. Ooh. Four is fine. I guess he does. I, I will take that, and then I feel more comfortable about the intelligence oh stat that God. we've given. Because Get he does it, think his way... <laughs> He thinks he thinks his way out of more combat than doing yes. combat. Yes. Okay. So it's like maybe a three point five meet in the middle there. Yeah. Or do you want a four? Do you I, want a straight I, I'm four? I'm going with a three point five. Three point five. All right. Uh, showstopper category. He's got two categories in here. We've got shape shifting up first out of ten. That's out of ten because he does look like Jonathan. It, it is. It's the shape shifting is really cool. Yeah. The fact that like not only does he look like Jonathan, he sort of is. Like you can tell, like Jonathan is the one speaking, being like, "They aren't my eyes." Like that's like some hardcore shape shifting. Yeah. yeah. He does the so he does wolves, Jonathan, bats, mm-hmm. bats, flies. Uh, what we s- would yeah maybe the flies. I think I'm, he's the fly. Oh. Which fly specifically? There are about a thousand flies per minute in this I show. I don't know. Like I, I have... most of them are me. Yeah, I'm quite... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Going back to our original opening bit. Like I know he's not invited in the convent or whatever, but part of me thinks he's the first fly that isn't Jonathan's eye. Hmm. I I can't work out how logically, well, I, I but nothing this... in this show is logical, so that's fine. Does it know his own power? He is like he does manage to turn into most of the people that he eats in some yeah. weird way. Like he absorbs their like that's a good point language and things like that. I don't know if that counts as shape shifting, but like he changes parts of himself. We can mention how you're willing it, to change the definition of a word if it suits your uh, argument. <laughs> Jesus, um, do would we say we see him blow smoke literally? True. We never see him transform into smoke though. So. I think it's shapeshifting. He's a nine, like a 9.9. He only turns out of this. Because he doesn't do wind, I point one gone. But other than that, he's a Wow. Okay, Ben, what number is in your head? I'm honestly happy with the nice high number. Like, it's some cool, terrifying, shape-changing stuff. All right, maybe, yeah. So high nines, SMJ wants a (laughs) 9.9. Evan, what are you feeling? Uh, I mean, we've acknowledged that we've got people... Wolves, bats. Those are three big ones. So I think we're easily talking in like the seven and up range. Um, I think we should give him credit for being able to change into multiple bats. Uh, yeah, flock of bats <laughs> yeah, is good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, the people is a fun skill, but I'm also going to ding him slightly on that wolf transformation being slow as fuck. Just and, and very loud. Very yeah, it's supposed loud. to be showy. He's a showman. He and is the greatest the showman. It does hurt the dog. It seems like there was a wolf that he went inside, and then he he hurts the dog. So I think that has to. I think that has to bring him down a little bit. I could still see That's a fair. nine, like even, though, because it's cool stuff. I can see. I I maybe push like a nine point two because it is. It's so unique. It's such a unique way of of showing the transformations. We've never seen anything like it, and I don't think we'll see anything like it again. Yep. I'm cool with that. 
9.3. Miscellaneous. <laughs> so this is a category that is literally, we put it in because because these they're all special little snowflakes. So these all got different powers and different stuff. And this is, what do we think this Dracula does the best? And the most He's got unique, real pointy nails. His does got real pointy nails. Real pointy nails. Honestly, that's not that unusual, though, for our Dracula. So, unfortunately, by no. homicidal. By homicidal is, is what not Stephen Moffat says. A bad, unique trait. <laughs> Some examples of what we've done in the past we've done uh, like a specific transformation power. Um, we have done uh, the ability to never die, or go out in <laughs> sunlight. Um, Castle. that's a 10 I mean, out of... Is the fact that he just has no weaknesses that's a in reality one of his 10. powers? I think I'm so. kind the of feeling, yeah. The ability to gaslight himself is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think his ability to absorb powers and also just kind of convince himself that he's weak or not weak to certain things. Yep, I agree. <laughs> his mental fortitude is a 10. Gaslighting and bi-homicide. Is that a perfect score? I think so. It's a unique skill set that is really high-end for him. He's really good at it. Yeah. All right, 10 out of 10. Good Welcome to the 10 Club. Good for him. All right. Uh, so our final two categories are both out of five points. Grand entrance slash exit. Um, so this is how how much do we take that entrance or exit? Wait, to be clear, is it one score for the entrance, one score we get for the to, exit? We get to choose. We get to pick one. I think it's got to be the entrance because the ending sucks. Yeah. So oh, let's ignore the... I was going to say... I was going to say we should do the ending so that oh. gets reflected in some way here and just give him a zero. Oh! Because <laughs> it's the worst ending. I didn't like his entrance either. A bold strategy. I liked his entrance. I liked the yeah, entrance I bet you did, well. Evan. I bet you liked it, didn't you? I'm a sucker for, like, you know, the real old man <laughs> stuff. Give me the old man Dracula. I, don't call me ageist here, here but I don't like old man Dracula. You're an ageist. Oh. I okay so okay so we've got one vote for old, one vote of. for entrance one vote for exit SMJ do you want the entrance as well or the exit? What do you mean? Would you like us to rank the ent- his entrance oh, or his I, exit? Whatever you would like. That's not how voting works. <laughs> oh 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 I I'm on it now. Um, <laughs> you get a you get a vote in this oh, democracy. Uh, <laughs> I'll vote the exit, and you know what? Because it made me. Profoundly confused and curious, and uh, I'll give it out of five a one point two five. I'm actually gonna go with the exit too. We have never rated grand entrances or exits in a way to sabotage a Dracula score, and I'm kind of curious how it plays out. I think it's a really good point. We've been just so favorable to him. I feel like yeah, like, that's kind of how it goes. Him a lot of yeah. good things. But like, it seems like as we're coming to the end of the episode here, we need to reflect. What this show did, and yeah, very, <laughs> pulled the rug out fair. from under him. We're not looking at just the good stuff here. We're looking at, at all of it. This is a hard hitting podcast. The one thing I will say about well, one thing I will say in defense of the exit, visually, it's very good. We love the ballet. Like the, it looks like something. <laughs> it lo- I like the framing of it. I I like. I like that they it? keep the uh, the bestial nature of Dracula. Mm-hmm. I like that it isn't. Mm-hmm. It's the the vision in the ballet set is romanticized. I think the image of him just like 
over her, draining her blood, is is not romantic at all. Capital capital R romantic. Like I think it is a very um uh, a very harsh image. Yeah. I think I made a good point. I'm gonna (laughs) agree to a certain point, but it ends with them in an embrace naked on a on a claw. And it is very like that's fair music video, I guess. That's fair. But it's like but he's also but, but, but it's wa- still classic. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but have you watched? Like, like, that's a very vampire-y image. And it reminded gets, me. Like the... It reminded me of Full House um, when Uncle Jesse and the Rippers uh, did a um, like cover of Forever, and it's just John Stamos covered in in a cloth room. That's what it reminded me of. That's why I giggled a lot. I think I think I managed to make a deeper cut earlier in the episode when I referenced our old theater at Otterbein, but I think you almost caught up with me with that yeah. one there. I I'll also say Dracula's the one these are all sort of to to keep it in the theater realm, the ballet realm. Dracula's directing these productions of these hallucinations, and so he's getting to uh paint it however he likes, sort of set the scene. And little did we know, he's sort of a romantic at heart. You know, he's having a nice touching moment with her in the end. His his one and only Agatha. His bride. Yeah. Who's sort of Zoe. Who is still Zoe. It is sort of two people still. Maybe like a... I still think it should be like a one. Maybe like a... Maybe like a... A one. Like a 1.5. Yeah. Maybe That might be too high. 1.2. Okay. A 1.2 it is. Lock it in. A book bonus. As we mentioned earlier, this is the book bonus. They get five points, up to five points, uh, for keeping in line with the story of the book Dracula. Or the powers, the vague events. is obviously not a perfect score because there is a 120-year time jump. So would it be like two-thirds then? Um, I would say he gets like a 3.5. Maybe even a three point nine, honestly. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, this I, I could say pretty close. I could say it could be a little more than two thirds because, weirdly enough, the third episode is where they're like most accurate to the book, except for the fact that it's all modern day and they're having to add like emojis and crossword puzzles and clubbing. like we have a we have the names, <laughs> we have a Doctor Van Helsing. We have uh, Renfield, Quincy Morris, Renfield, Seward. These are all names that are book accurate. He crosses water and ends up in England where he amasses wealth and yeah, like amasses wealth and has a like sort of a hideout and attempts world domination. And I, I would argue that some of the things they changed, they changed so it continued to match the spirit of the original story. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm sure, some other things you've watched where things were just changed because eh, they were changed. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think a 3.9 like, clearly nice cared about good. the source material. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I think like the, uh, the ending of the book does not line up with this ending at all. Yeah. Um, and I think, they, I think it, it, it's, a big, it big, it's a big, big change to make, to explain his powers this way. Like, that's a couple of points knocked off right there. That's a and massive change. have him... Having sex with Zoe Van Helsing. Yeah, I don't think that happens. In yeah, having a weird, having a weird psychosexual relationship with Van Helsing is is uh, not quite book accurate. But I think a three point nine makes sense. I think we're acknowledging his closeness. 
uh, while also pulling him back and and punishing him. Uh, any scores that we want to go back and adjust? I think Ben made an excellent point earlier that this guy may not be the smartest guy in the room, but he is so damn charismatic that he can pull people along with him. And I think we could up that 9.3 a little bit. Are you, su- are you suggesting the, the 10? <laughs> I'm suggesting the SMJ 9.9. The SMJ 9.9, a vintage. I'm calling it that from now on. The the vintage from four minutes ago. <laughs> from four minutes ago. Excellent. All right. Um, I would agree with that. I'd agree with the 9.9. Um, I'm going to, I want to really argue for a higher fashion score. Not a whole lot higher. <laughs> I agree. Not a whole lot higher. But I, th- I think giving him an extra 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4. 8.4 sounds right to me, Daniel. I can I can adjust on the as long as the main takeaways <laughs> that I got from this is that he is as dumb as hell but really smooth and looking good. So as part we can of adjust his smooth. fashion sense. Sure, <laughs> street smarts, baby. Yeah, so 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 that I'm cool with. Yeah, that I'm cool with street smarts. It's about the street smarts. As long as we're clear that all the points being added are for those sunglasses that appear in like yes. three minutes of the Absolutely. film. Absolutely. The film, the um, television show. All right. Well, we are looking at a final score. Ain't ain't too shabby. Of a 53.5. Wow. That puts him quite high yeah. on our ranking. I believe there might only be one. Two. I think he's third. Really? Batman versus Dracula? Hey, he's a great Dracula, and don't he's dare a, say he's otherwise. A, he isn't out there. No, Evan, I do believe this is our second highest scoring. Nope, our third highest scoring Dracula. Forgot about Dracula 2000. Can't forget about. How can you forget about Jerry? Jerry Butler. I, I do have one quick question. Oh, please. About Batman versus Dracula. Nobody ever asks us about this, please. Does Dracula in that film ever get even just the smallest taste of Batman's blood? No. No. Okay. That bumps it down. See, because here's the thing. Like, I think that this Dracula, because of his blood absorbing powers, could beat almost any of these other Draculas. Because imagine if he just got a a whiff of Batman. I kind of agree. Suddenly you have a little nip of that Batman Dracula. That Batman blood. Dracula. What if, God forbid, what if, God forbid, this Dracula got the two of you, the makers of this podcast, and he knew the ins and outs of every other Dracula? He'd be invincible. I'm sorry. The end goal of this podcast is to pit all of the Draculas against each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> Maybe that was a bold assumption. <laughs> there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of end goals of this podcast. Number one is to pit all the Draculas against each other and figure out mathematically which one is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two is that we will eventually be writing our perfect Dracula script based off of the knowledge of watching a hundred Dracula every movies. other Dracula movie. It's going to go great. Will it be called My Perfect Dracula? <laughs> <Yes. Yep. laughs> it's actually a teenage coming of age story. Uh, <laughs> that's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you both for joining us so, so much. Uh, SMJ, how would, how would you like to leave the podcast? Uh, I, I would love to leave um, in the dying arms of my cancer ridden lover. Um, <laughs> as the camera <laughs> finds me nude but only from the side tastefully nude tastefully tasteful nude. side nudity just your buttocks <laughs> that's it L- lovely ben how would you like to leave i am going to not leave i'm just going to sit here and i'm the the uh, way i'm going to leave is going to be revealed just about 
And then three episodes later, we finally see me get up and leave the room. That's good. That's good. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, and Evan, how would you like to leave the show? Well, Daniel, I'm going to hop into my boat. I'm going to rev up my Dracula and have him emit some fog, which powers us through the ocean. Onward on our journey. Classic steam engine. I love it. I love it. What about you? Steamboat Willie. I, I will be leaving the podcast... Uh, someone has torn the roof off my home and I have climbed into a coffin <laughs> with my microphone to try and escape the blistering sun uh, here at 8 p.m. as we finish recording. <laughs> uh, we will see you next. We'll see you next week for something. I don't know what we're going to watch next week, Evan. More Castlevania? Probably more Castlevania, that honestly. Right. That was fun. That yeah. Right. Uh, ben, SMJ, thank you both so much for joining us. Um, if you'd like to thank you for having if us. you'd like to plug anything, feel free to. At smjwrites.com. Or you could do uh the new play exchange. Um or Daniel will probably put a link below. <laughs> I'm assuming. Or just look for the clue. Or <laughs> just follow the rabbit trail. Alrighty, well, we'll uh, we'll see you next week for maybe more Castlevania, maybe a movie. Who knows? Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.